you're broke, the number one thing you have to do is now create a business for yourself, right? You're probably like me and you're, you're unemployable. You're never gonna have a job. I never had a job. The only job, well, I take that back. I had one job in my life. That's playing professional baseball, all right? I got drafted by the Oakland A's. So that was like my only W-2 job that I really ever had, all right? But other than that, I'm unemployable. It just ain't gonna happen for me. So what do I do? Well, I got started flipping houses because anybody can start a house flipping business today. Anybody can start wholesaling today. So most people know what flipping houses, is, right? Just buy the house, fix it up, and sell it. What is wholesaling? For those of you who don't know what wholesaling is, I'm gonna explain this in two minutes and very simple, okay? Wholesaling is like this, all right? You've got your buyer and you've got your seller. So I find the seller of a property and you know I know the property's worth $400,000 and they say, hey, Ryan, I would take 250 for it. You, you might be watching thinking, no, that's crazy. People do it every single day, trust me, all right? And I'll tell you how to get those deals too. So I go to the seller and I get a property under contract, okay? So I have a contract. I haven't bought it yet, I just have a contract to buy this thing for 250K. Now, if I was flipping the house, what would happen is I would just buy the property, go get it fixed up, and then sell it for 400,000. But with wholesaling, what happens is, well, I have the rights to this contract now, and so what's really gonna now happen is I am going to sell this contract, okay? So we have a contract between us, and I'm going to now sell my rights to the contract to what I would call an end buyer. Okay, this person's the one who's actually gonna end up buying it. Even though I'm the buyer on, on the contract right now, I'm really going to assign my rights to this new end buyer. This new end buyer is gonna be the person who flips the property or potentially keeps it as a rental, right? Now, how much can I assign the property for? Well, it just depends what they're willing to pay. I mean, I wanna maximize how much I can get out of them, really. I mean, that's my goal. So I wanna find a buyer who's willing to pay the most for this property. Who's willing to pay the most for a property? Well, there's there's really three tiers of people with, you know, now I'm getting more in depth. So hopefully you guys appreciate it. Let me know if you appreciate the details in the comments because I'm kind of going a little just off script because I want to teach you guys. But like if I was to look at the, the levels of buyers, right? The person who's going to pay the most is the retail buyer, right? Think about it. That's the person who pays 400,000 for the home, right? They're paying market value, retail, all right? The second highest paying buyer will be the landlord. Okay, so this is an investor and they don't need to flip the property. So they don't need as big of a margin. They're, they're not trying to exit today. They're gonna exit for the long-term value, okay? And then the third tier of buyer who will pay the lowest is the flipper, right? If this person's gonna flip it, they're taking on more risk. They need a bigger margin. They got more costs and expenses. So, you know, a flipper's gonna pay the least. So in the end, right, we know a retail buyer would pay 400K. Um, maybe in this scenario, we know that a landlord might pay 320, okay? And then we know that the flipper might pay, you know, let's just say 280. So, you know, the goal would be obviously, dude, if I had like a retail buyer lined up, oh man, we would crush it. But that's usually not the case. You know, the usual case is I'm selling to one of these two people, all right? So 
let's just say I find, for simple math, a house flipper who's willing to buy it for 280. Because even at 280, you know, they know, hey, I'm getting this for 280. Yeah, I'm going to put 40 grand of repairs into it. And so I'm in it for 320. And then, you know, I got all my other costs and stuff, but I'm going to sell it for 400 and still make a $40,000 profit, a $50,000 profit, whatever the case may be, right? So, you know, the end buyer does not really care what you have it under contract for. All they care about is, oh, I'm getting it for 280. And if I do everything right, I'm going to make 40, 50K. Sounds good to me right? I'd buy that deal if I was a flipper, right? So in the end, um, you're going to assign it for 280 in this case, and your assignment fee is 280 minus what do you have it under contract for. So you have it for 250. That means your assignment fee is 30K. Now, how does all of this work? Okay. Well, what's going to happen is the end buyer is going to fund the deal for $280,000, because that's what they agreed to pay, right? A title company or an attorney, depending on where you're at, is going to handle this transaction. And when they put the $280K in there, plus all the closing costs, um, they are going to send $250 of it to the seller, because that's what the seller got for the home. They're going to send $30K of it to the buyer, or to the original buyer, aka, you know, in this case, now that you have chosen to wholesale it, you're basically now called a wholesaler, all right? So the wholesaler is now making 30K, and then the seller is going to end up transferring the property to the end buyer, right? So the end buyer pays 280, they get the property, the seller gets their 250, the buyer gets their 30K, the deal is done. The amazing thing about wholesaling is all of this could happen within a week, right? You could literally make $30,000 this week. I'm, I've done it. Okay, I've made a lot more than 30K. You could make $30,000 this week if you got this deal. And it happens all the time. Okay, I see it with our students. Okay, so the key is just how do I find motivated sellers that I can get properties undervalued? Once you have an undervalued deal, right? Then how do I find buyers who are willing to pay the most for it so I can just assign them the contract and then make an assignment fee? Now I can go make 30K here, you know, in the next couple of weeks and I could just do that over and over again. I don't have to fix it up. I don't have to, you know, wait for a retail buyer and put it on the market and all that stuff. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, right? Because even in this scenario, if you were to actually flip it, right? Let's say you actually flipped it instead of assigned it. I mean, we were saying the flipper was going to make, you know, 40, 50K. Well, you'd make the 40, 50K plus that 30K because you have it cheaper. So, I mean, you'd make 70K, 80K in that scenario. So, I'm not saying that wholesaling is the only way, right? Just depending on your situation, depending on how much cash you have, depending on your risk tolerance, you know, you can do either or.